Gas prices are going up again, and Joe Biden is running out of things to blame. Karma? It can be a bitch. And California continues to suck butt. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Do you know what it's like to... You, you sit there. I'm on... This is episode 666, which, by the way, is not the number of the beast. That is... That is a misnomer. They think the number of the beast is like 1483 or some crap. I don't know. I didn't really read a lot of it. So let's just be careful with the 666 thing. Um, I didn't erase episode 13 either. So, or 113, 233. But there, I'm in episode 666 and I just realized, God dang, I got to make some changes. Right? I got to add some things. I got to add some spice to this whole thing. And one of the things that I've always wanted to add was, you know, let's just talk about us, talk about life for a while, and maybe I should write some of this stuff down. So, you know, because I, I don't sit on my butt all day what writing and doing podcasts and anything. I actually am very active. Like this morning, before I did the podcast, I went out and I walked five miles, and then I walked another two miles, and then I went to... um. Then I went to uh, uh, the gym, and I, I'm extremely active, and I've always wanted to do this. And then I realized, gosh, you know, I really need to start thinking of things. But I have like no life. I mean, I got Josie, and she's a lot of fun, and I love her to death. And but I mean, we really Josie's older too, so it's not like we do a heck of a lot. So that will be my deep thought. My deep thought is to try and come up with deep thoughts so I can start the show like that. And I think, yeah, I think it'll work. I think if I walk five miles, like tomorrow I'm going to walk two and a half miles. And then at the gym, I'm going to do a, um, I'm going to do a workout. Then I'm going to run at about three miles, three to four miles. Then I'm going to go walk back home and then, you know, I got, I, you got to figure I'm going to think of something in that amount of time, but I'll figure it out. Anyway, let's get to the news. Okay, some big news has come out today. Uh, and when I, or yesterday, excuse, excuse me. Uh, and when I say some really big news, is I, I, I mean, no crap came really out at all that should be surprising or shocking or exciting or anything. So gas prices are going up again. Now gas prices for the last about month and a half in California, where I live, um, it went from $3.99 a gallon. It is now at $4.40 a gallon. Uh, the So the national average is currently at $3.52. Last year it was at $3.42 and that was where it really got really high. And last month it was three thirty-three. So there we go. Oil went up from seventy-three dollars to eighty dollars a barrel today or Wednesday. So it's it's gonna go straight up. Don't expect it to go down. We're still not drilling anything. He can't really release uh, Joe Biden, who's a complete freaking moron. Can't release anything else from the reserve. Nothing's gonna happen. He's a done deal. Of course, uh, the Biden administration is having some really heavy oh by the way you want to know the most expensive hawaii in california hawaii is 494 a gallon because they got to actually get the oil there 
and California is averaging 4.44 a gallon. So I guess I should be lucky. I'm still paying five cents less a gallon than the average in California. Now, granted, the the gas station down the street is at 4.70 a gallon, so I can see where it's evening out. So Karen John Pierre, um, just an absolutely terrible woman, a terrible press secretary, but she is black. And she is gay, so that's okay then. And I guess she's married or whatever. This is what she said uh, when they were confronted with gas prices. Quote, House Republicans are using their narrow majority to force the American people to pay higher prices just as big oil companies are amassing record profits. Okay, hold on. Let's get to that. First off, um, the Republican majority in Congress has been in Congress for two weeks. I mean, two weeks. They really haven't done anything yet. They haven't been able to do anything yet. Name, I would have raised my hand and said, okay, what exactly did Republicans do in Congress? Because I don't even recall their HR1 hasn't even been released yet. They haven't done anything yet. So how are they raising the gas prices? Of course, then she went off. It was climate change, right? It ended up being climate change too. Um, I read that somewhere. I, I, I think it's all BS. So I, I don't even sit there and bother trying to figure out who said it anymore. But hey, so far they've blamed Republicans. They've blamed blamed Putin. They blamed climate change. I'm sure they they blamed the oil companies. They've blamed the they blame the gas stations themselves. All this crap is getting so old. And, and by the way, the first time oil price is lower for whatever reason, the Biden administration takes full credit. But then they pop up forty cents in the next in in the last month, and oh, it it's Putin, climate change, oil companies, the gas prices. I mean, even in her thing, the House Republicans are using a narrow way to force American people to pay higher. Gas prices, just as big oil companies are amassing record profits. So in that one sentence, and none of that makes sense, she's saying it's the Republicans and it's big oil. By the way, where was did she give big oil credit a month and a half ago when gas prices were cheaper and they were cheering it? Of course not. It's stupid. Okay, oh, this is a big story. I, I can't believe this isn't even being talked about. It was reported that Jimmy Carter once had classified documents at his home. Okay, it's not a big story. I mean, I got to tell you something with this classified documents thing. I Honestly, who cares? Seriously. Now, Joe Biden, I care a little bit because the guy is in bed with China. He's in bed with Ukraine. He had some dealings with Russia. I, I'm not worried about the fact that he had the documents. I just would like to know who he's been sharing the documents with. That's all. Uh, okay, let's just say he had these documents, which, by the way, were with Iran, Ukraine, and China, about U Iran, Ukraine, and China. That's kind of suspicious. I won't lie. That's kind of suspicious. I'd like to know why he had those documents. And I may be wrong because they haven't really released anything about it, but I'd like to know a little bit more. If it turns out, well, yeah, those documents, yeah, they were about Iran, China, and but they were about, I don't know, rice not growing in Iran or some crap like that, I'll be good with it. And okay, well, whatever. 
Um, but I, but I do I do want to one thing I do that bothers me. So so far we've got we've got Mike Pence, we've got Donald Trump, we've got we got uh, Biden, Joe Biden. I won't lie, we probably have Barack Obama. Who's kidding? Who? He's probably hiding the fact he's from Kenya. But we got all this stuff. Um, can we just do this? First off, we're overclassifying data. I really, I know this because I used to have a clearance. I used to have a special programs clearance. I ran a skiff. I I know that they take this stuff very seriously. And ninety nine percent of the sh- the crap we had, yeah, it wasn't really that big a deal. I mean, you could probably find it on the internet. And second off. If you're not going to throw these jerk-offs in jail because they all committed felonies, then stop throwing everyone else in jail. That's all I'm saying. Discipline them, take away their clearance, whatever. Okay, so, oh, here we go. According, this is the big news. It's really not that big. It's not a shock here. Uh, According to the Daily Wire, Governor Kathy Hochul indicated Monday that she won't permit the hiring of healthcare workers who've declined to get the COVID vaccine, despite her vaccine mandate being overturned by the courts and a serious healthcare shortage, worker shortage. Um, This is an example of a Democrat never just admitting, okay, we made a mistake. The the court said we made a mistake and now we're just going to follow the court and move on. By the way, this wouldn't even be that big of a deal if you'd make... Okay, well, live and learn and move on, but they can't admit that. I mean, look at the last with the gas prices. She was blaming everything in the sun in one sentence. See, here's the thing. Her stubbornness is that she... The problem with stubbornness is that they do have a huge healthcare worker shortage. Huge. Because here's the problem with Kathy Hochul. And you can see it. She's a pure sociopath. Just look at her. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about people. She doesn't give a damn if someone in New York has to wait six hours to see a doctor in the hospital with whatever disease that person has. And the reason that gal has to stay there six hours is because there are no doctors in there because they've all been canned because they won't take the COVID vaccine. All that's important to her is she's right. And by the way, this isn't the first time She's gotten nailed by the courts and she's just doubled down. Abortion, gun control, the mask and vaccine mandates. She throws a fit when anything she throws out there is challenged. And then what does she do? She just repackages the laws with different words and sends them right out again. They they did that with gun control especially. They definitely did it with abortion. Okay, that's the news. Now let's get to... let's get to the fun stuff here. Oh, I got to tell you, karma's a bitch. I'm sorry. Karma is a bitch. Now you might remember over the last couple of years, Nancy Pelosi used to kick Republicans off their committees because she didn't like them. So there are two of them. There's Paul Gozar, who she didn't like, who's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't think I could have a beer with this guy. He scares me. He made a, 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 a video, it was a meme, of how he would defeat, it was a superhero mythological video of him killing AOC. It was a cartoon. I looked at it, I didn't exactly see where they 
saw that he was killing AOC, but this was terrible, and they kicked her out. They kicked this guy off all committee assignments, even though Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, sat back and said, "No, I want him on it. You can't do that," and she did it anyway. And then there was Marjorie Taylor Greene, who again, not the sharpest tool in the drawer, but she was elected. She sat back and started talking about Jewish space lasers. Oh, sort of, what do they call that? Um, I can't remember. The conspiracy theorist group that they have out there that apparently we all belong to, but we don't even know the name of it. Okay, so they kicked her off her committee seats because she was being anti-Semitic. Well, yeah, she was. We'll get to that in a second. So now Kevin McCarthy, Nancy did this, and Kevin McCarthy, in Congress, warned her, don't do this. It's going to come back to you. She did it anyway. Kicked those two people out of their committees. And by the way, he warned her on the House floor on live television. I probably can dig it up. Guess what? Kamala's a bitch. I'm sorry. Karma's a bitch. Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House has stripped committee assignments from Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilhan Omar. He sent this letter to the House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries. And by the way, um, these people should have had their assignments stripped by the Democrats. We'll get to that. Because you know they were going to whine and cry and gnash their teeth. And Okay. Dear Leader Jeffries, thank you for your letter dated January 21st, 2023, regarding Representative Schiff and Swalwell. I appreciate the loyalty you have to your Democratic colleagues, and I acknowledge your efforts to have the two members reinstated to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. But I cannot put a partisan loyalty ahead of national security, and I cannot simply recognize years of service as the sole criteria for a member on the on this essential committee. Integrity matters more, and that's bold. As such, in order to maintain a standard of worthy of the committee's responsibilities, I am hereby rejecting the appointments of Representative Schiff and Representative Swalwell to serve on the Intelligence Committee. It is my assessment that the misuse of this panel during the 116th and 117th Congress, we'll get to that, severely undermined the primary national security and oversight mission, ultimately leaving our nation less safe. Therefore, as we enter the new Congress, I am committed to returning the Intelligence Committee to one of genuine honesty and credibility that regains the trust of the American people. What a load of crap. I swear to God, these guys, they, they act like, they're, oh, they're, they're, they, this is all such, and, and you know why you know it's all such theater is they're posting it on Twitter. Okay, as you can imagine, there was wailing and gnashing of teeth. All right, he basically told these two, he threw the middle fingers at these two, and that was it. Now, he didn't mention Ilhan Omar. We'll get to her. Yeah, she's kicked off her committee too. She's uh, was on the foreign um, foreign affairs committee or some crap. She definitely did not belong. None of these guys belonged in their their committees. I'm going to call this right now. Okay, the three who shouldn't have been in. Matter of fact, I'll go a step further. They shouldn't even be in Congress anymore. So they decided to have a joint press conference. Now I do want to point out. <clears throat> 
with this joint press conference, it's only those three that are talking. For example, if Hakeem Jeffries really wanted to support these three, wouldn't he have been there? What about Nancy Pelosi? Isn't there someone that could have been there for... Nope, they were alone. Do you know why? Because they're all BS, and everyone knows they shouldn't be on those committees. So let's listen to Adam Schiff uh, crying a river of tears here. Let's listen. Congressman Adam Schiff, and we want to uh, briefly address uh, the Speaker's decision to remove Mr. Swalwell and myself uh, from the Intelligence Committee, as well as his continuing threat uh, to call a vote uh, to remove Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, I'm joined, uh, of course, by my colleagues Eric Swalwell and Ilhan Omar. Uh, let me just begin, if I can, uh, to make a few observations about the decision on the Intelligence Committee and then hand it off to my colleagues. Um, this decision by Kevin McCarthy to bow to the demands of the most extreme elements of his conference uh, and use the Intelligence Committee as this kind of political uh, plaything doesn't show the strength uh, of his speakership. Indeed, it shows the weakness of his speakership, uh, that he is so beholden uh, to the most extreme uh, elements of his conference. Uh, and it bodes, I think, uh, poorly for how he'll conduct uh, the remainder of his speakership for however long or short that may last. Um, but more uh, to the point, by arrogating to himself the decision about who on the Democratic side of the aisle uh, should lead the Intelligence Committee, who should sit on the Intelligence Committee, um, he will cause the intelligence agencies, I think, to distrust uh, this uh, action and uh, in combination with the formation of this so-called Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, which ostensibly will have access to classified information, uh, it will only, I think, breed distrust within the intelligence community as to uh, what it can share and what it can feel confident about sharing with the Congress. Uh, that will impact policymakers in terms of the information that we have to make decisions about how to protect our national security. Uh, so uh, this is, I think, not an unexpected but nonetheless destructive move by Kevin McCarthy uh, that will bode well, uh, that will bode ill uh, in the future for the kind of decisions that he has to make to placate the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Paul Gosars, uh, and of course uh, his boss down in Mar-a-Lago, the disgraced former president. Damn, I'm sorry, that was really long. But, I mean, he basically word salad it. Now, let's get, get something straight about Mr. Schiff. First off, everything that Republicans do is the worst thing in the world. The world is going to end. We're all going to die if a Republican does it. That broad Nancy Pelosi did exactly the same freaking thing two years ago. Two years ago. To the day. And no one had a problem on the Democratic side. Now, let's talk about Mr. Schiff. Mr. Schiff has caused nothing but problems for Donald Trump from 2015 on. He investigated him over and over and over again. He used to go into the skiff, come out with classified data, walked into CNN, and then would lie openly about the classified data. He was involved directly. I mean, lied. People actually went on Fox News and said, he's just lying. He's lying about data. He's not supposed to be talking about it anyway. Which, by the way, is his is his security blanket. 
He can talk about it. He just can't tell the truth. He can't tell everything. So he lied about everything. Two impeachments. Billions of freaking investigations. And in, and he's still doing it. Oh, he was. He's not doing anything now. Six years. Just, he's a, he's a habitual liar. So, I got news to you. He doesn't belong in the Intelligence Committee. You can't trust him. He uses everything as politics. He's a piece of human garbage. Speaking of piece of human garbage, enter Eric Swalwell, throwing his fit because he's off the House Intelligence Committee. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to him. I would just add, you're seeing now the fulfillment of Kevin McCarthy's corrupt bargain. Uh, a corrupt bargain with Marjorie Taylor Greene, somebody who declared on January 5, the day before the attack on the Capitol, that this is 1776. Someone who cheered on the insurrectionists. Somebody who, as we honor the police officers who were injured that day, she goes to the D.C. jail to make sure that insurrectionists are taken care of. The first time this person's ever cared about the conditions of a jail is when insurrectionists are inside it. She's going on the Homeland Security Committee. It's too rich that the day that George Santos yesterday admits to the Federal Election Commission that he defrauded them in his statement uh, that he put $500,000 of his own money into the campaign. It's too rich that the day that he admits that he lied to a federal agency that the ranking member uh, of the Intel Committee is pulled off the committee. It's just too rich that as the three of us are about to lose our committees, this corrupt bargain also uh, enables Paul Gosar, who depicted himself uh, killing a colleague, goes on to a committee. And it's too rich that this corrupt bargain also includes $75 billion uh, to defund the troops, to de defund the troops by $75 billion, a part of the promises that he made for this corrupt bargain. So we are caught up in this corrupt bargain. It doesn't feel good at all. It doesn't feel good personally, but that's not what's important. It doesn't feel good for the country and the Congress because they ran on inflation, crime, border, and they're not taking on any of that. This is the nonsense they're focused on. Okay, that minute and 30 clip, basically that whole thing was whataboutism. Well, what about her? Well, what about her? Well, she got kicked off her committees though. So if you're going to use whataboutism, Use whataboutism when they don't get kicked off your committees. Well, what about Marjorie Taylor Greene? Well, yeah, she got kicked off her committees. By Nancy Pelosi, who is not part of the Republican Party. So he spent a lot of time on whataboutism and that whole thing. Okay. Now, the other thing with Eric, I, I, I got to say I'm impressed. And that's why I stopped it right here. Um, what I really impressed with with, with Eric here is that he got through that entire minute 30 without farting. Okay, I, I am thrilled to God he wasn't farting. And I bet you Ilhan Omar and Adam Schiff right behind him, they were thrilled he got through that entire thing without farting. Now don't forget, this guy was on CNN live and he farted in the middle of his interview. If you don't remember that. If you don't, just go to YouTube, type in Eric Swalwell farting, It'll be there, and you couldn't miss it. I thought it was fake for a second, and then I realized, oh my God, it's not fake. Okay, well, here he is finishing his speech. Good news, he's still not farting. Even though we have said publicly these smears are bringing death threats, he continues to do it, which makes us believe that there's an intent behind it. But we will not be quiet. We're not going away. 
I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. But at the end of the day, our mission now is to restore the credibility and integrity of this institution of which the speaker has so gravely, so gravely smashed and destroyed. The integrity and credibility of this committee. Are you kidding me? I'll go a step further. I'll go a step further. I'll keep it PG rated. Are you effing kidding me? This man, while married, was having sex with a Chinese spy for like, I think, six months or so. Does this sound like someone you want on that Fang Fang? Remember that? Fang Fang. If you don't know, type it F-E-N-G, F-E-N-G. You'll see a picture. She's pretty hot. Not great. I mean, I don't know what... I don't know. Maybe he's into Asians. But does this sound like someone who should be on the House Intelligence Committee? You know what's shameful? Not that Kevin McCarthy kicked him out of the House Intelligence Committee, but that the Democrats kept him on the Senate or the uh, House Intelligence Committee. That's what's embarrassing. And last, and very much the least, is uh, Ilhan Omar. And of course, she's a woman, and she's a woman from Africa, and she makes sure you know that. Uh, She gives a little tear and a little... (laughs) Uh, oh, me, poor woe's me. Uh. Okay, we'll definitely get to what she's done. So let's listen to what she's got to say. And by the way, she is a truly horrid, terrible, miserable human being. I, This woman is going to burn in hell. Okay, so let's listen to her. In modern American history, the punishment of stripping a member of Congress of their committee assignments has been reserved for only the most egregious wrongdoings. Those convicted or indicted on corruption, those who have engaged in bribery, sexual misconduct, encouraged violence, or other grave charges. I have served on the the House Foreign Affairs Committee and the House Education and Labor Committee for the past two terms. Committees that I have lived experience and expertise in. As a child who survived war, lived in a refugee camp, I would have never imagined that I would one day have the opportunity to serve on a subcommittee on Africa, global health, and global human rights. I would not have believed that I would one day not just serve as the first African-born member of Congress, but on a committee that oversees policies towards the continent. Kevin McCarthy's purely partisan move to strip us from our committee is not only a political stunt, but also a blow to the integrity of our democratic institution and threat to our national security. We are thankful to leader Jefferies and House Democrats and even some courageous Republicans for standing with us. If McCarthy wants to denigrate the integrity of the House and its committees, we will always stand up to these efforts. I am grateful for the confidence of my constituents and my colleagues have shown me to serve on these committees, and I look forward to 
continuing that work of building a more peaceful world. Okay, so let's go. She said it's been reserved for people who've done like the worst things, like, I don't know, killing puppies or whatever. Let's talk about her. She's an anti-Semite. She made it very clear on Twitter. She's made it very clear when she's publicly spoken. She has supported terrorists in the past. She has dismissed 9-11 as some people did some things. She married her brother to get him into the country. And then, without getting him getting a divorce, married the man, married another man. Which, by the way, she was investigated for tax fraud. Now, I don't know why you don't investigate her for polygamy or you don't investigate her for incest or whatever, but that's what they investigated her for. Then she started having an affair with another man while she was married who happened to be a consultant for her campaign. And she was, guess what? She was investigated for money money dealing. She was giving him money. She lied about the relationship and then a week later announced that she was married to the guy. So, she cheated on her first husband, which was her brother. Then she cheated on her second husband without divorcing her brother and got married to the second guy. And then, and by the way, I don't care if you're African. If you're doing this crap, you shouldn't be in Congress. I don't want to hear about integrity of any of these committees from these Democrats. I don't. If Congress had any integrity... These guys would have been kicked out of uh, Congress by Nancy Pelosi herself or kicked off the committees by Nancy Pelosi herself. She has Ilhan Omar has no business being on the Foreign Affairs Committee where she's determining policy about Israel and Palestine and crap like that. Come on. And let's not forget, Kevin McCarthy can do this because Nancy Pelosi did it first. Yes, Paul Gozar and Marjorie Taylor Greene are nuts. I don't care for either of them. They're on Fox News. Con- or Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene is on Fox News all the time. She's not a great person to have Fox News, be on Fox News. I mean, seriously, Jewish space lasers? What the frick is she thinking about? So I say, shall you guys enjoy your extra time off? All right, so I, I I have to go through this because it was part of my introduction. I know I'm running long, but, you know, what the hell. I do have a lot to talk about that I'm going to be skipping today, so I'm probably going to do a podcast tomorrow because tomorrow's Friday and it, there's going to be the Friday surprise, and I'm sure it's going to be something really bizarre, like they found a uh, they found an aircraft carrier in... Joe Biden's garage in Rebooth, Delaware. So we should probably just just do it and do a, a Friday podcast. I, I I I really I really should start doing it five days a week. There's so much to talk about. I love doing this. Anyway, California is losing its population. That's because California has high taxes, high cost of living, um, high taxes, high crime. Really 
high taxes, crappy schools, high home homelessness, high taxes, stupid policies, and really high taxes. With the loss of people, they lose a lot of taxes. <laughs> because people are saying, screw this, I'm leaving. California has a plan for that. I'm not sure if this plan is legal. I want to say it probably isn't. It's probably going to be challenged. But it's something that hasn't been done before. So let's just not worry about the challenges yet. So according to the Daily Wire, California lawmakers introduced a bill that would impose a, wor a quote, worldwide wealth tax on wealthy individuals even after they leave the state. The legislation introduced by California Democratic Assembly member, and they're all Democratic in, in California, Alex Lee, would create a 1.5% tax for residents' worldwide net worth that exceeds $1 billion in the 2024 and 2025 tax years. The bill would subsequently create a 1% annual tax for residents' worldwide net worth that exceeds $50 million and an additional 0.5% tax for worldwide wealth exceeding $1 billion. Alex Lee said in a press conference, quote, with this modest tax on the ultra-wealthy who pay a lower effective tax rate than the bottom 99%, what he doesn't mention is that the top uh, 2% pay 60% of all taxes in California. He doesn't mention that. Of course, he can't mention that because it would seem unfair. And he doesn't want to say make it seem like it's unfair. We would have sustained investments in our schools, tackle homelessness, maintain and expand needed services, and much more. We have been losing our lower and middle class income residents that are being priced out of the state because they can't afford the high cost of living. Huh. I wonder why there's a high cost of living. While shouldering the burden of paying for our roads, infrastructure, and schools, all the while the ultra-wealthy doubled their fortunes during the pandemic. Here's the thing. He admits the state is losing its tax base because it is too expensive to live in California. And that means the state doesn't have enough tax income to pay for all their free services for the deadbeats and the illegal aliens. I'm not making this up. He says it in his statement. They are admitting this. We need the rich to stay so we can tax the frick out of them. Incredible. So here's some things about the bill. It's a wealth tax, not an income tax. That means people have to pay based on the value of their investments not their income. So if I owe a if I own 100 shares in Google, oh by the way that's another thing. I I Nancy Pelosi. Ugh. Anyway, the value investments in Google I I I owe 100 shares of Google. I and I keep those shares. I don't sell them. I have to pay a tax on the value of those shares. It's not liquid money, which means I have to sell some of my shares to pay the tax on them. This might not be constitutional because you can't pay tax on something you don't have. So if I have a piece of art, 
I have to pay tax on the art, even though I didn't sell the tax and then make and didn't make a profit on the tax. I still a profit on the art. I have to pay tax on what the art would be valued. According to the bill, current and former residents would have to pay based on the values of their stocks, savings accounts, arts and collectibles, real estate, pension funds, financial assets held offshore, and several other assets. Again, I don't think this is constitutional. I don't think you can sit there and I'm running, I'm running a business in Mexico. You can make me pay taxes in California because I'm in Mexico. I'm not even sure you can do that if I move to Texas, run my business in Texas, and I have to pay a tax in California. I don't think that can be done. Do you know who I think will actually fight this? Texas, Tennessee, Florida, South and North Dakota, Montana. I think they will sit there because these people want people to come to their states. And they're going to sit there and say, well, you're just taking it. It's going to be an interstate problem. And I think California will lose this. I don't see how they do win this. John Lonsdale, a venture capitalist and entrepreneur who recently moved to Texas from California, he had some pretty strong words. This is what he said. Quote, this is really more than theatrical production going on in California. The state's a total mess. And what they're doing here is they're signaling something crazy. And they're probably going to compromise and the tax billionaires some other way. But it's ridiculous. So he seems to think this isn't going to be legal either. But he said they're going to find something else. Don't forget, California thought they had a $75 billion surplus when the big bucks the Biden administration gave during COVID. And they spent all the money. And they're now in a $25 billion deficit. Now, the rich and the middle class are leaving California, which is their tax base, and being replaced with homelessness, homeless people, and illegal aliens, and low-income people who take from the system. Now, Anne Rand, um, who, by the way, I've read her book. I'm going to read it again because it was a long time ago when I read it. And she's a really dull author, but she did win a lot of prizes. In her book, Atlas Shrugged, she said that places like California would end up like this. She said that those who innovate, those who create, are the ones that become rich. And then when you start taking from them, when you start demonizing the rich, which is what California is notorious for doing, Guess what they do? They leave. And they take their money with them. That's because they have the money to just get up and leave. And then you end up with a dystopia. Because then you have nothing but poor people, people who do not innovate, people who do not create. Everything becomes stagnant and you have a mess. That is exactly what's happening in California and New York, by the way. Both states are losing their populations. The only ones that are staying are the ones that are taking from the government. They're giving nothing. They're not giving taxes. This is going to have a, a major 
a major pro this is going to be a major problem for California because if people have to vote on this in 2024 and I think people are going to have to vote on this and by the way the last time California put a tax measure on the ballot which surprise surprise was 2020 or 2022 it failed miserably if you keep doing this crap you're going to end up with nobody that's going to pay, be around to pay taxes. And you can expect California and New York, for that matter, to get worse. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>